On this week's Talking with Topher, it's going to take a minimum of two years for your brain to rewire itself to humanely kill chickens for consumption. They are using firefighter foam. And now let's get into episode 180. What has happened, TWT fans? It is so good to be back on this September 14th, 2023, and I feel so lucky to have you all back here with me. Uh, before I get into anything today, thank you. Thank you to all my subscribers. Thank you to the new subscribers. And if you are just popping in and checking it out, or maybe somebody sent you the link tree, hit that subscribe button, all right? It helps the podcast grow. It also uh, keeps me coming back week after week, so I greatly appreciate everybody doing that. T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. That is the official email of the podcast. Maybe you want to be a guest. Maybe you need to tell your story. Maybe there's a story that just needs to be told. T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com. Go ahead, type it, uh, voice it, or video it, and send it over to the email. T-A-L-K-I-N with Topher at gmail.com, the official email of the podcast. Don't forget the... Check out the Linktree link. That's right. You want to find access to everything TWT? Click that Linktree. It's just that easy. But guess what is even easier than that? Sharing the podcast. Copy that link and share it, all right? Um, help me make the podcast bigger. I appreciate you all doing that. But go ahead, follow, uh, subscribe, do it all. Do it all, and you can do it with this link tree right here, okay? So now that's all out of the way, let's get into today's episode, shall we? It has been a wild, wild time for me. So I've had so many things going on. Therapy is going great. Um, it really is. I've been enjoying it um, a lot, actually. I've been enjoying it a lot. There's a lot of things that I'm starting to learn, and I'm going to share some of those things with you. But the one of the most important things that I want to share um, right with you right now is addiction. I, and you may want to argue with me, which is why I have the email, and I'm sorry that I'm looking down right now. I'm just trying to get my... Anybody know what the little dust is inside of these pouches? I don't know what it is, but I keep making sure it stays in the package because it seems like some type of like keeping them fresh, but if it's keeping them fresh, it's not like a, um, what's that little silica packet? Cause if it's like that and I keep putting it in my mouth, am I not drying myself out? Hmm. I don't know. I got things to look up with these pouches. I don't understand them fully, but I'll tell you right now, over four months, no vaping. That is a good thing. So, 
I found out about addiction. Because I always thought addiction was the substance. Addiction is not the substance. Addiction is the person. The personality. Our wires. So what I've learned is, let's just just paint a picture, okay? So you're a person that is at 80% happiness, okay? You got a scale of 0 to 100, and you're at an 80 all day, right? So you take a drug, and that brings you up to 100% happy. You met that happy mark. <clears throat> so you take that drug. It brings you to 100. You feel that happiness. But then when you drop, you drop 20 below where you were. So now you drop at a 60. That's not enough for addiction. A 60 is decent because you can get back up to 80 relatively easy and on your own. Now, somebody who is at a 50, they take a drug that brings them up to 100. Well, when they come back down, they drop to 30. Now, they need that drug to get back to 100. The addict is born. I had no idea. I had no idea that that was addiction because I, I, I really wanted to believe that Oxycontin was highly addictive that heroin is highly addictive, that crack cocaine can be highly addictive, and they are all definitely bad drugs, but they are not addictive to everyone because if they were, if the drugs themselves were addictive, then all of those people would be addicted to those drugs, including myself. Because I've taken Oxycontins, you know, and I never got addicted to them. My brain, I, it didn't like it. You know, it shut it off. It was like, I don't like this. And I don't like, it, it was enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say it wasn't enjoyable. But it wasn't my drug of choice. So when I drank alcohol, that would bring me to 100 That would give me the serotonin I was looking for, the happiness I couldn't find. But then I would drop below 50, and I kept chasing the alcohol. So I found that to be very, very enlightening. I I had no idea that it's the way we're wired. It's the, is the reason why. We choose what we choose. So if a person did not choose a specific drug that brought them to 100, then they would never become an addict. All of this is very interesting to me because, like I said, I thought the Substance was the addictive part, not not our brains, not the way we're wired, and not the scale of happiness that I did not know about until a couple weeks ago. But it's really interesting. So, I don't know. Think about that next time that you're, you know, trying to figure out why 
um, you're addicted to the substance and try to find happiness in, in, in something else than that substance. But this is why people can go to rehab and after many times of going to rehab, still relapse, right? And that's really, it, it's really sad that no matter what we do, um, it takes, okay? So, well, here's the thing. When you become addicted to a substance, you're, you found your happiness, you found your serotonin levels, you found everything, but you're not, you're just addicted to a drug now, right? What happens is, is that after rehab and everything else, it's going to take a minimum of two years for your brain to rewire itself because the drug has rewired your brain to bring you this happiness. And now you have to unwire it. You have to change it. You have to find things that will bring you happiness besides this substance. And that's the difficult part. And that's where relapse happens. And that's where rehab after rehab after rehab happens. Because it doesn't go away after rehab. You don't rewire after three months. Are you clean after three months? Are you in a better place than you were after three months? Absolutely, 100%. I believe that to be true. But you are not fixed. Your brain is not rewired yet. And it takes two years. And I had no idea about this. Um, these are all things that I have just learned. But it makes absolute and total sense to me now. Because after two years, going through all my emotions and my anger and not being able to be around alcohol and, and going through all of these tough times, I'll call them. I, I realized that when he was telling me that it takes two years for your brain to rewire itself, that it wasn't until the two-year mark of my sobriety from alcohol when I finally let go of this overwhelming feeling of not being able to be around alcohol, of making my wife not drink around me, not have her alcohol uh, anywhere near me, right? I had this whole thing, and I didn't realize that it was my brain rewiring itself. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty intense when you start really thinking about that because you're like, oh, two years, right? So you get addicted to a substance in moments, right? Because that's the one that brings you up to that level of 100. And it takes two years to undo that. No matter what level of addiction you're at, you're looking at a two-year window before you finally... Um, before you finally fix yourself. And and it all it all really, really started to make sense to me. And I was like, holy shit, man. Uh, I mean, that's when I started realizing that I was holding on to anger. That's when I realized 
that I was more comfortable going to parties and alcohol being there and Christmases got easier and all of these things got easier after two years. And now I know why. So I want to tell you all out there that in this battle of addiction, there is many, many battles to have before, hell, the war is never going to be over. Because even, well, it's September 14th, right? This is seven years for me today. Seven years for me today. And I will tell you, it is easier. I deal with my addictions a lot better. But you, you want to know what really helped me with my addiction? Stop. I, I, I stopped myself from looking at other people as the problem. Right? Because they're drinking. They're having fun. I'm not. I can't drink. So I had to let go of that. And then I had all of these hidden angers against people that probably don't even care that I'm angry with them. <laughs> or I had this anger just lingering. I was always mad at something. I always had to yell and scream and get it out. Once I let go of the anger, and it took a lot of work. It was, it's not easy. But when I let go of all of that anger towards people and just said, it doesn't matter if I hate this person. It doesn't matter if this person did me wrong. It doesn't matter. Because why? Because one, you're probably never going to talk to them again. Two, if you do see them, you're not going to do anything. You're not going to do anything. And three, it doesn't matter. I was holding on to it. I was hurting myself by holding on to it. So at the end of my two years and realizing that I was holding on to all this anger, once I let go of the anger, I could start working on myself. And then when I stopped lying and stopped pretending I was somebody that I'm not to make everybody else feel better about themselves... And I actually did put myself first. I then realized that I don't need the anger. I don't need the lies. And so it made it easier. Year three, four, five, six, and now in front of all of you today, seven. Um, so it's a, it's a long road and I'm looking forward to the next year to come. Am I going to count every day? Am I going to count every month on the way up to that eighth year? You bet your ass I am. But right now, I mean, if you're celebrating a year, a day, two years, 37 years, right? I met somebody the other day that was 37 years, no alcohol. Amazing. I I look up to that person and I asked a lot of questions and you know what the biggest thing that this person told me, <clears throat> yes, 
It got easier. But no, the fight is never over. This person still goes to AA meetings and does all of the steps and is a sponsor. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, somebody I look up to today. So, <clears throat> also in therapy, um, I found out that my issue, yes, my other issue that I've been sitting on and festering about and saying that it was just a hug I needed from my dad. Now, don't get me wrong. I've definitely got some issues with my childhood, okay? Um, and if you don't, oh man, good for you. Good good for you, really, honestly, honestly. Um, because if you can get through childhood unscathed, that's amazing. But not all of us get through our childhood unscathed. Now, do I... I, I told you many times, I don't hold anything against my parents. They did the best they could. I'm still alive. I'm turning 44 this year. So they did a good job, right? But it doesn't go without some type of trauma being there. But the issue that I was having in my position that I hold in my career today was not that I was looking at my bosses for this so-called, I'm going I'm to put up quotations, hug. I wasn't looking for a pat on the back. I wasn't looking for anything. It's the simple fact that, after, that I, I spent 20 years in retail. Nobody could ever tell me what was right, what was wrong. I knew what was right. I knew what was wrong. I knew everything about it. I still do. And then 10 years in management, I realized that being in this new position, I know nothing. <laughs> do, do, do some of the things that I do or have done in my previous positions Help me with my position that I'm in today, a thousand percent. I wouldn't be in my position today if I didn't have all of that in my background. But in the world of food, I am a dum-dum. I know nothing. I am overwhelmed by everything. And when someone asks me a question, I don't always have the answer. And I found out last week that that's what my problem is. That's why I'm having such a hard time with all of this. I'm having a hard time because I don't know. And it's going to take a year or two before I do know. You know? It's crazy. But I thought that it was something else. And then finally digging through all of these emotions and this stuff going on in my life, I realized, oh, oh, I just, I don't have all the answers. I want all the answers. I want to be the person that they want me to be. <clears throat> that goes without saying. I'm going to become the person that they want me to be. But 
I have to get through this learning first. And once I learn, then I'll know. And once I know, then I'll have the answers. And all I have to do is pay attention, keep my head down, keep showing up every day, and just keep plucking away at it. Because if I don't, then I'm going to stay in this I don't know. And I know that that's not where I want to be. So I, I, did, I did some real reflecting this week, some deep dives into myself, and I, and I, I found the answer. I found the answer. And this is why I recommend uh, therapy to everybody and anybody who needs it because this is what happens. You get, you get into all the messy stuff, all the mess, and then they help you sift through the mess. And sometimes you wind up answering your own question. You just needed somebody else's assistance in order to make it happen. It's pretty incredible. It made me feel like, like, like I, I hit a breakthrough. And it was, it was pretty incredible. So I just got to give myself time. I, I gave myself time with my addiction. I gave myself time in the retail industry. Uh, I gave myself time with everything else. And right now I'm not giving myself time. Because I'm expecting myself to understand this entire new world yesterday. Right? And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But now I know why it's not going to happen. And now I know what I need to do to make it happen. So, oh, man, it felt really, really, really good to uh, kind of figure that out. Um, and, and, and now being able to finally see uh, what was, well, in a sense, blockading me, right? I, I was blocked. I couldn't move forward. I was stuck because I, I, I couldn't see that I didn't know. And, 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 and now I'm not stuck anymore. Now I'm going in. I'm a happier person. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more involved. Um, I'm really settling down and, 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 and focusing on what is important to the company. And I'm really excited for the future. So... Super cool, man. Super cool. I'm just like overwhelmed with everything. And, and now what I'm doing is, is, uh, well, I, uh, had to get my, uh, car fixed, right? So, uh, today I'm driving and, um, I'm, I'm supposed to be going to, to Epping and I was on my way. I was on my way. And all of a sudden I get a flat tire. Oh man. I'm like, really? Really? Right now. So I get out of the car, I pop the trunk, I put my spare on, <clears throat> and I get myself back home. I called seven different places for my tires on my car. And, and man, it, nobody has anything in stock today. Everything is so difficult to find. And never mind the prices. So, 
I've, I think I've mentioned a couple times that I've been listening to this knocking in my car, right? I put it in reverse, it knocks. I put it in drive, it knocks. And it's not when you're driving, it's just when you're sitting there and you're pulling out of the driveway and, and popping in to drive and, and going forward. That's it. It, it. Literally, no movement is necessary. So I go to the place. Uh, it's, called, it's called Monroe. Monroe Brakes in Manchester. They have the tires. I was like, fine. Uh, yes, please. I, I need them. Like, seriously, I need them. And he's like, okay, I got them for you. I can install those. And I was like, you know what? While you're at it, because this is the type of person I am, I'm like, I need brakes and rotors too. And I was like, the rotors, we can go pretty simplistic. I don't want the cheapest pieces of shit on the planet, but I definitely don't want, like, some gold fucking whatever. Don't need to spend $1,000 on a rotor. He goes, okay. I go, but the brake pads, I want them to create almost no dust. So I'll, I'll spend money on the brake pads. And he goes, okay, sounds good. So he puts it all together for me. It was definitely a couple pretty pennies. I'm not going to lie. But it was only maybe $150 more than what everybody else quoted me. So it wasn't astronomical. But I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm screwed right now. I'm on a donut. So, yeah, please do it. So, um, he, he, he put it all on, put it all together. Now, mind you, I'm a tire guy, right? I installed, repaired, uh, replaced tires for over two years with a tire warehouse in Pentecook, New Hampshire. So, first thing I do, get out, look at the tires. All right, I like them. They're nice. Good years, whatever. So I tell my ride, I'm all set. I'm going to go pay for this. And then all of a sudden, a customer comes in. The phone rings. And I go, you know what? Deal with the phone. Deal with the customers. I'm going to go and look at my car again. So I go and look at it again. I'm looking at the brake pads, the rotors. I'm like, oh, man, they look so pretty. I'm looking at the tires. Now, I don't know if you know this, but there's radial tires. There's outside and inside mount and then there's your basic tire that you can throw on any way you want um one side usually is white wall the other side is black wall that's like basically that's the basic gist of tires so i'm looking at these things and i look at the driver one and it says outside on it i go okay cool check the next one it says inside but it's on the outside i'm like hmm go to the other one it says inside but i'm looking at it I'm like shit i look at the next one it says inside i went oh my god no all right so i go back in he's all done and i'm like yo um we got a problem and he's like what and i go all right so i got three out of the four tires that say inside on the outside so we go we take a look he's like ah shit um i tell him about the knocking noise so we do it no knocking we take it for a spin no knocking he goes i don't think you have a differential problem i go i don't holy shit i don't okay so 
We bring it back. And he's explaining to me that sometimes on some vehicles, now my vehicle might just be one of them, my traction control light was coming on, my brake light was coming on. He goes, so the knocking could have been what they call a brake lead. I think I got that right. So sometimes when the brake pads are dying, they'll click back and forth. Click, 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 click. I go, are you fucking shitting me right now? He goes, no, no, I think that's what it was because now we got new brake pads and new rotors and there's no noise, right? And I go, no, no, there's no noise. This is amazing. And he goes, okay. So he brings it in. They flip the three tires. We flip it around and we take it for another spin. Absolutely no noise, no traction control light, and no brake light. And I go, they told me that that was linked to the differential. He goes, no, you have a sensor in your main solenoid. And if you take a turn or something, all the liquid is moving around because it's not under as much pressure as it once was. So it moves and then it tells the system that the brakes are having an issue. It wasn't telling me that my e-brakes having an issue. He goes, no, no, it was your brakes having an issue. The traction control goes in and out when the brakes start having issues because they're all connected. I was like, oh my God. So no need for a differential. I'm so pumped. Oh my God. So I've got a few more things to do to my car and it's ready for inspection, but I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It blew my mind that all I had to do was get brake pads and rotors. My noise went away. My lights went off and I got new tires and now I'm all ready to go to every destination and I'm, I'm super pumped to drive it. A little bit of housekeeping. Uh, I do have a guest for September. I'm locking down the date. I'm going to have to edit it the week that we record it so that it comes out to all of you. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for having a guest on. Uh, this has been very difficult for me and um, it's not getting any easier. So uh, thank you for sticking with me. And, you know, some of these episodes are going to be uh, super short. And that's only because at, at time restriction right now. Um, uh, I've got a lot of things that I need to get done. And unfortunately, it is kind of interrupting my recording time. But I'm here. I'm recording for all of you. This September, in a world that never stops, Slow Down Clothing brings you a breath of fresh air. Go and visit our website, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Also, don't forget to put in promo code T-O-P-H-E-R before you check out to save an extra 10% off your entire purchase. The ultimate destination for those seeking a moment of tranquility in the chaos of everyday life. Dive into our collection that embodies the essence of finding calmness and simplicity. 
Our beautifully designed t-shirts are not just garments, but reminders to pause, reflect, and slow down amid life's hustle and bustle. Rediscover the snapback with its incredible embroidering on the hat and a picture underneath every bill. Elevate your active lifestyle with our premium leggings, blending comfort and performance seamlessly. Move freely and stay refreshed as you prioritize a healthier, balanced living. And for those who seek thrills on wheels, our specialty crafted skateboards are here to remind you that life is about the journey, not just the destination. Slow down and enjoy the ride. Slow Down Clothing helps you celebrate life's simple pleasures. Visit our website, slowdownclothing.bigcartel.com. Also, don't forget to put in promo code T-O-P-H-E-R before you check out to get an extra 10% off your entire purchase. And explore a world of tranquility and style. Embrace the joy of slowing down with us. And now it's time for Topher's Topics. All right, I got a couple for you real quick. There is some wild stuff going on. Wild stuff going on out there. It has been a wonderful day. Um, yeah, so my first one is Forever Chemicals. Uh, I find this interesting because I was just talking about this today. Um, so Forever Chemicals, if you don't know are chemicals that are in products all over the planet. Um, and what happens is, is when you dispose of them improperly, they get into the water supply and they stay there forever. So um, there's a lot of products, car paint, uh, floor epoxies, uh, paints in general, I mean, there is just, you got glues and heat, all kinds of stuff out there that have forever chemicals in them. And companies reach a 1.18 billion deal to resolve claims from forever chemicals, water contamination. Now, I don't know about you. But for some reason, this doesn't stick with me uh, very well. This, this doesn't this doesn't sit with me very well. Um, the only reason I'm saying it doesn't sit with me very well is because, well, if they're forever chemicals, right, and they're out there right now, and um, they're ruining our water supply, and we're drinking them, and they're ruining us from the inside out, right, because plastics... You know, everybody knows now um, we eat basically a credit card a week or maybe a day or something in in plastics, right? Uh, drinking water, prepackaged meals, you name it. Anything plastics in that we put food in, we get traces of plastic in our body. Well, isn't that worth more than $1.18 billion dollars? If you've contaminated the water forever, what is that truly valued at? Shouldn't these companies that used products that did this 
shouldn't they be charged everything? Like Teflon, for example. They found out it was bad. They continued using it. And now Teflon's no good, right? But I think it's still being sold. So what is that worth? It's like, oh, well, you, you did it. it but pay, just pay the fine and just don't use it anymore, okay? I mean, it doesn't make much sense to me. Let's uh, see what they say about it really quick, and we'll move on to the next. But this is in Traverse City, Michigan. Three chemical companies said Friday they had reached a $1.18 billion deal to resolve complaints of polluting many U.S. drinking water systems with potentially harmful compounds known as PFAS. DuPont, I think that's the one that did the Teflon. Uh, Dane Morris Incorporated, the Camor Incorporated, and Cortiva Incorporated said they would establish a fund to compensate water providers. Wait a minute, what? They're going to give the fucking providers money? No, 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 no. We should be getting the money. That's why I'm saying this is stupid. Uh, for contamination with the chemicals used widely in non-stick water and grease-resistant products, as well as some firefighting foams. Oh, I wish I had that article. Um, Describe as forever chemicals because they don't degrade naturally in the environment. PFAS has been linked to a variety of health problems, including liver and immune system damage and some cancers i don't think it's fair i don't think it's fair the wrong people are getting paid again you know and this is just the round and round and round that we go um i'm trying to shut my volume down here because i stupidly did not shut them off um so they're just gonna give water providers money to do what To clean out the forever chemicals that will be there forever? This doesn't make any sense. And going off of these forever chemicals, particularly the firefighting foam. So the firefighting foam was causing firefighters cancer. There's actually, uh, I think it's still out there today. Um, But you can file if you got cancer from using firefighter foam. All right. So they deemed it to cause cancer. They deemed it a product that humans should no longer use. Now, this is crazy, right? But I don't have this article, and I wish I did. You can look it up if you want. To humanely kill chickens for consumption, they are using firefighter foam okay so the firefighter foam that causes cancer on humans that we are no longer going to use and there is a lawsuit they are using that to kill the chickens that we consume because it's humane when i read this i was blown away 
So instead of firefighters using it and only firefighters getting cancer from the foam. Now, I'm not saying that that's a good thing, right? This is all bad. But now they're going to use that foam to humanely kill millions and millions and millions of pounds of chickens so that you can consume it at home. Do you not think that that's going to be a problem too? It's a fucking wacky world we live in. Not an alien. NASA spacecraft captures green light from Jupiter. Ooh. It's just a photo, um, and they're zooming in on it. I haven't heard of any explanation of what this actually is. But I do find it to be very interesting that there is some type of glowing something coming from a planet that I'm pretty sure we deemed no life, no capable way of living. So maybe it's some type of an explosion on the planet itself. Because if I'm not mistaken, and I could be, I forget a lot of things. But isn't Jupiter all gas? That doesn't... Right? Isn't Jupiter an all-gas planet so there is no ground? So if the gases are mixing and doing their thing, isn't it possible that now that we have better satellites out there that we captured some type of an explosion between the gases mixing? That we couldn't see before, and this is probably something that always happens. But I think it's pretty neat to see the green light. I think it's cool to see, you know, the question mark in the solar system. Um, I I find all of this to be extremely interesting, and the reason I find it to be fascinating is because it's basically unexplainable right now. So, I don't know. Is it an alien? Is it not an alien? I thought that was a gas planet, so I thought it was an explosion amongst the mixing gases on that planet. But I might be thinking of a different planet that's all gases. Uh, Surveillance video shows man forcing his way into a police station in New Hampshire. This is the first time I've ever heard of this shit. Most people are trying to get the fuck out of the police station, not go in it. What is up? What's up with this guy, huh? Oh, boy. Police say the man seemed paranoid and irritated while forcing think? his way inside the police station. They say he wasn't that speaking meth? clearly while two officers on site were able to take him into custody. Never experienced this in my career. It happened <laughs> right? around 12.30 Thursday morning. Police surveillance video shows the man forcing his way into the Laconia police station. Police say the man grabbed a door stopper to block the community door room shut before trying to open the medication drop-off box. The oh. video then showing the man trying to push open the lobby doors, eventually pulling at them repeatedly to get inside. Laconia police chief Matt Canfield saying two officers were there to quickly take him into custody. Very agitated. He was yelling. He was screaming. Uh, He was gyrations with his hands. Uh, Something was definitely wrong. That yelling directed at officers consisted of this. Threats that he, you know, he wanted us to take his life, essentially. He says having properly trained officers able to get him into custody quickly helped the already scary situation from turning into something worse. Had they not been able to react to it immediately, it's 
you know, who knows what could have happened, but uh, certainly a potentially uh, dangerous situation. The chief says this was clearly a targeted incident and that the surrounding community is not at risk. And the mechanism up here. But the department is looking into potential security upgrades in the building to avoid this from happening again. We deal with agitated people uh, quite routinely. Uh, but for someone to come down here into the police station, into the lobby, and try to gain access into the building itself um, is quite alarming. So far, there has been no arrest made. Police say the man is currently going through a mental health evaluation. <laughs> they say he could be charged with criminal trespassing and criminal mischief. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say meth. I'm pretty sure anybody on meth, like, goes towards authority. And like almost every other drug makes you go away from authority. But obviously, if he's going towards the drug lockbox, this guy's just looking for his fix. But man, there's so many other places you could have gone. <laughs> but it also seems like he was like, if I do this, they'll kill me. Perfect. So uh, I'm sure that evaluation will come back. Perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. I wanted to uh, just read a comment real quick because it was it was awesome. I love getting comments. Um, I <clears throat> I love getting comments. It really really does uh, help the algorithm and all of that stuff. And and everybody who sends <clears throat> a comment, you know, if it's a good one, I'm gonna read it out on the podcast. So this one here. Is super long, but I'll try to I'll try to keep it short. So this comment came from at W E L C H I E T V. So he was con or this person was commenting on the elephant tusks. They say, here's how that happened. Elephants didn't exactly learn to grow shorter tusks per se. It's a genetic adaption that was caused by the constant generations of slaughter. Poachers target the elephants with the largest tusks because they yield more ivory per elephant. They yield more ivory per elephant over the ones with little to no tusks. More ivory equals more value equals higher priority. Because these poachers hunted them so much, not many survive to reproduce and pass their genes to include having long tusks. On, on to the next generation, and the few in the next ongoing generations went through the same tar targeting by poachers. Meanwhile... This is happening. The elephants with wicked short, no tusks, aren't being hunted nearly as much as their long brethren because they simply aren't as valuable. Thus, the shorts reproduce and pass their genes into the next generation in a much greater amount than the longer tusks. So on and on and so forth, this poaching happened over countless generations. So that took... So, so that long tusk populations became minimal, were short, 
Tufts populations boomed. This is called natural selection, which is a mechanism of evolution discovered by famed naturalist Charles Darwin. What natural selection boils down to basically is survival of the fittest. Hope I provided some insight. Yes, you did at welchy.tv. Yes, you did. Absolutely amazing. You said it so much better than I could have, and I appreciate your comment. I made sure to love it. Um, this is this is how you interact with the podcast, everybody. This is amazing. Keep it up, all right? I need information like this. Remember, I'm still learning as I go. Um, my words are not good. My ahs and ums and buts are always uh, my crutch right now, and I'm really trying to work on that. But, man, what a great comment, great insight, and now I know. That's how it works. Obviously, if you kill the strong, the weak survive, then everybody becomes weak. It's the it's, it's same, same. It's crazy, right? So, really cool. I appreciate the comment. And, unfortunately, now I've got to get going. So, with that all being said, to all of my subscribers, thank you so much for subscribing and continuing to support the podcast. Uh, if you're new to the podcast, remember to subscribe, all right? Be clicking that subscribe button. Don't forget about the link tree, all right? It's the easiest way to find everything TWT just by clicking the link tree. And remember, it's the easiest way to share Talking with Topher with everybody. Copy that link and share it with all your family and friends. I greatly appreciate it. Help me make this podcast bigger. And of course, if you want to be a guest, or you have a story, or you need to tell a story that you heard, and it just needs to be told, send it to talkinwitofer at gmail.com. Remember, audio, video, or type it out. But send that email over to the official email of Talking With Topher to talkinwitofer at gmail.com. Hope everybody out there enjoys their Thursday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And as always, I will talk to you later.